stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Howdy, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, this week, it's just me again, and uh, quite a lot of people have been telling me, Kaz, you need to do more of you on your own and sharing great information. And I think that's wonderful, and I'm going to continue to do that. Today, I want to share something, and you, when I start, you're not going to think it's great information. Trust me, you're going to be thinking, oh, my God, why is she talking about that? But I want to talk about it, and I'm only just going to touch on that horrible stuff at the start. And then I'm, I, I want to sort of start teasing out a solution. And so just if you can bear with me for the first few minutes, please do. It's not nice, but I, I really, I, I'm really desperate to find a solution. And I guess bluntly, I'm getting just so sick to death of the evil in this world. And I'm not the only one. And I'm having a lot of conversations with people. And what keeps coming up is like, what the hell's wrong with people? What's going on with people? It's like people have lost their minds. And I don't want to be negative. And I don't want to be kind of like focusing on the things that are going bad. And, you know, I just don't want to be like that. I want to sort of look at the positive things. But there's there's also a point where you go, if you if you just pretending to look at all the all the positive things you're living off in some la la land so this has been causing me a lot of conflict um lately probably for several months and i have a sense of frustration a sense of helplessness and i remember i started this podcast if you if you have listened to the first episode you'll know that i had so many um you know, the bushfires, and I felt so helpless. And I, I, it was the first time in my life, I really didn't know what to do or where to go. Or I, I, I just felt like I had nothing to offer. And it was bloody awful. And there was a few hiccups, you know, that prevented me from, oh, they, they didn't prevent me, but they sort of held up me starting this podcast. But I finally pushed through and, and, and here we are. But Lately, I've been feeling this same kind of sense of helplessness. I used to really be big on um, animal rights, um, you know, real big advocate and uh, sort of used to yell at people and get really pissed off. It did, That didn't work, but I was still really invested in it, you know, and I, I looked at a lot of, um, watched a lot of do- documentaries to really understand it. And, and I've found that lately I can't even look at that sort of stuff. But I've been really pissed off because... I think that, and this is quite ironic because it's the straw that broke the camel's back and it was actually a um, a, a little video I watched of a camel and uh, doing camel rides. And when this camel became, 
Well not, well, not just one. It was several. They were beating the shit out of them and God knows what. And the poor bloody camels could barely get up. And and, and anyway, this one donkey, it showed, you know, when it, uh, one camel, when it wasn't any good anymore, when it couldn't give rides, they just they just tied its bloody feet together and dragged it alive on the by this truck across through the roads and dragging this poor bloody camel to its death, you know. And I, yes, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, I, I was just... And that was the nth degree for me, and I was so pissed off because I've been watching all these, not not by choice. I just come up on my bloody feed, you know, um, donkeys being beaten, you know, dickheads riding them, um, pulling bloody carts that are so damn heavy for them. And speaking of riding, you know, elephants. If you go, don't please don't ride a bloody elephant in Bali or in Thailand and all that kind of crap. People say, "Oh, I'd love to ride an elephant. This is so fantastic." It was part of my holiday. I rode an elephant, and and, and yes, I can understand the majesticness of that. But any animal that is being used for rides has been beaten into submission, and particularly elephants. Oh, and another thing, that poor bloody killer whale, Lolita, that just died this week. I mean, come on. Why have we had a bloody killer whale locked in a in an aquarium on her own for 50 bloody years? She was going to be released. Oh, we didn't quite make it. And the poor bloody thing died in captivity. Yeah, I'm on a rant because I tell you what, this shit just shits me. And I don't understand why we are so cruel. I don't understand why humans are such a, a, a vile species. Now, don't get me wrong. I love people and I love to believe in the potential of people. And I love to be, I love to inspire and encourage and unlock the greatness in people so that we can have a better world. But gee whiz, we're capable of some shit. And it's just awful. Another video I saw of a, a dog being stabbed in the bloody eyes and then thrown out of a bloody truck because, oh, that's no good to me anymore. And then and if you don't want to talk about animals, what about bloody human trafficking? What the hell? Are you serious? I remember I was in in um Atlanta. Oh, when was it? About three years ago. And I... Well, I was all around America and, you know, New York and shit like that, and I saw um, signs up about watch out for human people who could be trafficking humans. And I, and I, 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 maybe I had a bit of cognitive dissonance when I looked at those signs and thought, well, that doesn't happen, does it really? Does that happen? And sort of I guess I pushed it down or pushed it away. And when I landed in Atlanta, I got on a little uh, train that goes between terminals and you, the there was an announcement, you know, those public service announcements, and it was going, you know, if, if about child trafficking, about keeping an eye on people, and if you see anything suspicious, report it. And I was looking at all the people in this carriage with me because this this announcement just kept coming on over and over and over. It started making me doubt every single person I was in that carriage with, and but it really hit home, and I thought, is this a real thing? Like, is this is this so big that you know it needs all these announcements? And and who the hell is doing this? I got to my friend picked me up who lives in Atlanta, and I told him about, it and he said, oh yeah, Atlanta's one of the biggest hubs in the world for this, and. So these are just a couple of examples, and I mean, I don't want to, I want to turn this into a, a shit show of dread and misery, but I'm only touching on a bloody the, the the teeniest tip of the iceberg of the the cruelty that humans inflict 
not only upon animals but also upon nature and the planet. And, oh, my God, look, there's a whole other story I won't go into. But but in particular we're inflicting pain and misery on each other. And this, well, actually there's no better on a human than an animal. There's just no no worse or whatever. What the the fuck's wrong with us that we have to inflict cruelty? And so... I've kind of got to a point where I'm ranting, and I know I know in every episode I get to the end and I rant. Usually it's in favor of the person I've I've just interviewed. It's like, wow, come on, this is great, you know, blah blah blah. So I, I am prone to rant, and those who know me well know that um, you know my passion can very quickly turn to a rant. But I don't want this to all be misery, misery and shit. What I want to do is to say, what can we do about this? And you know, I, I get it. I'm always saying, speak up, speak up, you know, you know, stand up, speak up. I, and I guess the thing is, though, I've thought long and hard about this. And there's actually times that I wouldn't speak up and stand up. And, and the only time, but it still exists for me, is that if I felt that my life would be threatened or that um, someone I care about's life would be threatened. So sometimes I I understand that I wouldn't wouldn't speak up. So when we and and I also understand that most people feel that you know most people have a fear of speaking up is because what if something happens to me? So so I get that. And that is a very real reason not to speak up. It's still questionable, but it's a very real reason. In a lot of workplaces as well, there's massive incivility at the moment. And incivility, in case you don't know, is just plain rudeness. Just people treating each other like shit. And and people are scared to stand up. Now, in that situation, I actually don't think your life is in is in danger. What I think it is is a fear of being rejected and a fear of causing conflict and a fear of having to, you know, face the elephant in the room and a, a fear of, you know, what, what might happen. But I always look at it like this, and, I, and, and some people aren't going to want to hear this. I don't give a shit. If you see something like that and your life, life's not in danger, you, you have to speak up. Like you, you have to forget the fear, forget whoever's going to reject you. What, are you going to be rejected by dickheads who treat people like shit? That doesn't make sense. Who cares if they reject you? But the other part to that is if it all goes wrong and you end up having to leave that workplace, so be it. So be it, because you're going to be in that workplace eight hours a day. And if you're there and people are treating each other so profoundly bad, that is rubbing off on you and that's going to make you sick. And you don't deserve that. No one deserves to go to work and listen to a piece of crap, you know, bloody barrage everybody with rudeness. So if, if speaking up means that you end up needing to leave that workplace or wanting to leave or getting the arse or whatever, who cares? Like, really, if, if that's the worst thing that can happen. And I understand, yeah, I've got to pay a mortgage and everything else. But you know what? Paying a mortgage isn't much good to you if you end up, buddy, in hospital sick. And, and yes, I know there's varying degrees of what I'm talking about, but I still want you to consider it. So what do we do? What do we do about it if we can't speak up like if we if we feel like there's no opportunity to speak up so this is something i've been really thinking on long and hard um last year i was in michigan speaking at the hero roundtable conference and i spoke about proactive heroism and i and i might even do a podcast on that at some point basically proactive heroism is about um taking action 
to make something good, to to make a situation um, foolproof as much as we can, to actually prevent the need for any heroic action because something bad isn't going to happen because you prevented it. So I'm talking about proactive heroism up the other end and and all about prevention. And by the way, there's this great saying that um, the opposite to a hero is not a villain, it's a bystander. And it's that person who just doesn't do anything. Now, getting back to, yes, I don't want to risk my life and, you know, I don't want to be rejected and all that kind of stuff. So what can I do proactively that actually does make a difference? And and I'm going to just put it straight down to bloody kindness. And, yes, I'm simplifying it. I, I, I admit that. This is a simplified version, but we've got to start somewhere. And and I could be in this full on debate. In fact, we could do. I could probably do thirty episodes with different people debating this, and uh, and we still probably couldn't come up with something. But I want to start somewhere. I just feel like me holding the role, the leadership role that I hold within society. I need to actually step up and do something. And this is the best I've got to offer at the minute. But I, I still feel it's my responsibility to offer something. And I think it's kindness. So if you think about the proactive heroism stance that I'm talking about, and that is what can we do to, to I guess, change the energy in the world and to change the ripple effect in the world, And I reckon that if we are showing kindness and that's our proactive heroism, that's the thing that we're doing first up and straight up, that's how we can prevent a heap of cruelty because that ripple effect goes out into the world and it changes everything. I know there's going to be some people who say, oh, yeah, hocus pocus, buddy energy and what have you. That's fine. But the truth is we're all made up of energy and everything we think and feel and say actually does have an impact and it does have a ripple effect. So why don't we start with kindness? Why don't we just start, you know, being nice to the person? I'm not don't mistake nicety for kindness. Being nice isn't always good because being nice means we'll say yes to things that we really wish we said no to. But, you know, like civility even. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Nice day. God, I know that it might seem shallow, but you smile at somebody. Smile at a stranger. You know, what if somebody's in front of you and they can't pay for their milk? Pay for it. Don't like stuff like that. You know, let somebody go before you. I don't know. You know, wave someone into the car park that you were going to have instead of sticking your middle finger up at them. Like, think about ways that we can just extend some kindness. Be nice to animals when you walk into someone's house and they've got a dog and the dog's greeting you say hello to the dog like there is so many things there are so many things that we can do to extend kindness and talk about kindness feel kindness and and you know what sometimes we make mistakes sometimes we we are mean by and by accident or well maybe it's not accident maybe it's deliberate but generally we're not a bad person but we've done something that we regret doing. You know, don't bury that. Dredge that back up and go, ah, oh, Jesus, you know, that wasn't good. I, I I acknowledge that I went below the line. I shouldn't have done it. And then make amends for that. You know, make amends. Go out and fix that or don't do it again. You know, promise, pledge to not do it again. Or go back to that person and apologise, whatever you need to do. But I really reckon that we all of us can control kindness. All of us, 
this is not putting our life at risk and this is not um, risking rejection and it's not risking being, um, you know, sacked or moved on from a job or being jobless or homeless or anything like that. Being kind is free and it's just... It's something that we can all do and and there's nothing stopping us. There's only a mean spirit is stopping someone from being kind. So why don't we start doing that? Why don't we start just finding opportunities to care a little bit more beyond ourselves? Just extend kindness. Just smile at people. Just I just think if we get the the the, the positive ripples out into the world. Maybe we'll reach a tipping point for good. And I know that's something that that's my one and only goal in this life is to reach a tipping point for good. And, you know, and as I've always said on my podcasts or my all my other episodes, you know, I, I plant the tree of the shade that I'll never get to sit under and all that kind of stuff. And I know that I I know that I'm 60, I may never see it, but I, I still believe my job is to work towards the tipping point for good and I do believe it's possible. I do, and I I know we live in a world of duality, but I don't. I I believe it's possible, and I probably believe that I'll never get to see it. But you know, what if I can inspire other people to do it, and they can hand down a legacy, and if I can hand down a legacy, and next generations spend more time being kind and sort of you know flooding out cruelty. I think we're, I think we're I think then we're doing the right thing. That's humanity. That's what we should be doing. You know that saying that if you're in a dark room and you light a candle and suddenly the darkness goes because the light floods it. That's what I think we can do with kindness. So I don't know. That's all I've got to say. I I, I didn't even I was I was pondering a few topics today and then my my blood was just boiling. It I saw I saw that camel and just thought ah. Oh, I have to speak up. I have to stand up. You know, I wouldn't be being true to myself if I didn't use this platform to do what I say I do and inspire goodness and kindness. So anyway, I I hope if you're still with me, because um, I know some people might have dropped off at the start going, oh, my God, I don't want to hear about the camels and donkeys. It's too much. And, you know, that's cognitive dissonance and that doesn't help. That's just... um, that is being a bystander. So if you're still with me, um, thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. Thank you for uh, holding a space of discomfort because it's not pleasant to hear about all that sort of stuff. And it's not even pleasant for someone to be ranting either, but I'm going to. But So thank you for putting up with that. Please just start to do a few kind acts here and there. Then, then yeah, you know, I remember actually. I remember in Hawaii, I picked picked up a little card, one of those little pocket cards that you have, and it had, you know, I am only one, yet still I am one, and it had a bit more on it, but I can't remember the rest of it. But it was kind of like when we think we can't make a change because it's too big and we're too small. If we remember that, um, I am only one, but still I am one. And if every person in the world said, well, but still, I am one, and actually took some action, we'd be in a much better place. All right, that's it. I'm not going to keep on about it, but I I hope I've inspired you to just start thinking a bit more about kindness. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for sticking with me, if you're still here. And I appreciate 
all of the support that I get. And a lot of it is from people that I don't even know. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you. All right. I'll catch you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tick around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.